Welcome back to Scorch Tracks, the movie score news and reviews podcast where we review some currently released movie soundtracks and a flashback soundtrack where we take a look at soundtracks from yesteryear. My name is Mark. I'm one of the three hosts, and I'm joined by Elaine. Hello. Hello, Elaine. And Tim. Hey. How you doing, Tim? Awkward pause. No, I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> How are you, Why is an awkward pause? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for asking. Tim hey, usually hey, hey. asks you. You failed, Tim. Well, you know, I had to make room for other people to do it, so. <laughs> At least somebody Thanks. did it. <laughs> you you can do it, Mark. You'd be like, hey, Mark, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> I can talk to myself. I do quite a bit, so. Yes. Yeah, it's your turn All next right. time. All right. I, for sure. Um, we're going to start this time before we actually get into what we're going to be covering this week. We have a, a, a listener question. Uh, and, and this question is pretty good. And it's uh, almost above my above my head on how to answer. But uh <laughs> It comes from uh, Andrew Borden. He's uh, he's on Twitter at uh, LA Kings Drew, and uh, he's a good good friend of ours and, and a listener. And his question is: thematically speaking, which franchise has more themes that you would find yourself humming, Star Wars or Lord of the Rings? And do you consider Lord of the Rings a musical story or just themes that represent certain parts of a movie? I'm gonna go with Elaine first. Oh, thanks. Yep. Have fun. <laughs> Go ahead. Take this one. Uh, well, in answer to the first part of the question, I would have to say that I I do, I mean, if I hum anything, I suppose I I hum Star Wars more than Lord of the Rings. Um, but there are just, there are a lot more Star Wars themes than there are Lord of the Rings themes. Um, so that's not really a surprise. Um, and, and I do, I do hum Lord of the Rings theme sometimes too, but I guess, uh, I guess Star Wars comes up in my mind more often, especially lately. Um, but in answer to the second part of the question, I feel like, I feel like both films, the music is very much, is an inherent part of the story. Because part of the emotional impact in both franchises is is the music. I mean, um, you wouldn't have the same kind of uh, reaction, like gut emotion. Um, and I, so I think that Lord of the Rings is very much a musical, a musical story. Now, it might not be quite as, um, it's, it's not as expansive as in its nuances as Star Wars, but that's simply because there are only three movies as opposed to six. Like, for example, John Williams, um, in some of the work he did for the prequels, he based some of that music off music from the original trilogy. So, but Lord of the Rings, Howard, the composer of Lord of the Rings soundtracks, Howard Shore didn't have, you know, he only had three. So, um, I mean, yeah, that that's... That's my take on it. I think they're both very... Uh, I think music is a very intrinsic part of, of both stories. That's a good answer. Yay. Very encompassing answer. <laughs> Tim, you want to take it next? You know, to me, Star Wars, the score, is built on themes. That's what... It, I mean, really, it's comprised... It's made of themes and variations of those themes. 
Whereas Lord of the Rings, it does have its themes, of course, but I feel like overall it is more about the progression and the evolution of the music uh, in time with that of the movies, which makes it like a story. Um, so, so yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that neither or, or that Star Wars isn't about the story and that Lord of the Rings isn't about the themes. That they're both about both. Um, but I find that Star Wars is much more prominent on the use of themes and Lord of the Rings is much more prominent on... It was kind of like I said, the, the progression and the evolution and the, and the changes, um, additions, you know, all that. I feel like it's more of a... Uh, I feel like it has a timeline that flows a little easier, which is more like a story. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot shorter than Elaine, but, you know. I, I would agree with that. That's actually a lot more... I, I like your answer better than mine. <laughs> mine was more convoluted, I feel I'm gonna say I'm gonna say for me. Obviously, I, I hum uh, um, Star Wars much more than I hum the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I do consider both of them a musical story. Uh, each of them has their has their pros. Uh, both are, you know, both uh, scores are conducted by fantastic composers. Yeah. I think I think the difference with Star Wars and why it's so hummable. Um, <laughs> Is that it's it's permeated the social conscious a lot more than Lord of the Rings has as far as the score goes. Um, you know these these movies were released in a time when you could release a soundtrack or a score and it would hit the top of the Billboard charts. People bought soundtracks, people bought scores. You know it, it was much more readily available. You could find it in a local you know. Uh, record store, and then we did have record stores back then. So I think it's just one of those things to where it just, you know, you didn't have a disco version of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. You had a disco <laughs> version of Star Wars. You had disco versions of Superman and all this different stuff at the same time. So it was just a time when, when scores were more acceptable. And I think one of the main reasons Star Wars is out there is just that it has more of a, of a you know, social presence, a, a and it's got into the, the conscience of the people, and so they know it more. They hum it more. You know, you have little kids who may not have ever watched a Star Wars film, but somehow they they hum it because they hear it. They hear it in media. They hear it on commercials. They hear it wherever, and, and it's catchy. Um, I don't think Lord of the Rings will ever have a chance to do that just because we're in a different time now. And, and that type of commercialism, uh, for good or bad, is, is not there with Lord of the Rings. So I think that's why it may be more hummable, other than the fact that I just love John Williams Star Wars, so that's my to, that's my. I have to go to YouTube and like look up, you know, Lord of the Rings disco just to see what happens. <laughs> and They're taking the Hobbit's two eyes and go, no. go, 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 go. I'm doing that right now, though. Just keep, you know, keep talking. I'll find it. There may be <laughs> something you you never know. If there is, I will hold up my very lame speaker to the microphone so everyone can experience it. You're welcome in advance. Yeah. All right, so. While he's searching for uh, Hobbit Disco, um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and get started with the meat of our show. Uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens, as you know, will be released next week. So in celebration, and also because the next time on our show we're going to be reviewing The Force Awakens soundtrack. Uh, this episode, we're going to be covering three scores. The three scores that we're going to be reviewing are Revenge of the Sith by John Williams. A Return of the Jedi by John Williams. And also we're going to be reviewing Ewoks, The Battle for Endor by Peter Berenstein. Our first uh, score we're going to talk about is Revenge of the Sith by John Williams. And we'll start it off 
with Tim. <laughs> anyway, that's that's more focused on the words though than the themes. Anyway, okay, there you go. Hey. <laughs> All right. So what is this? Revenge of the Sith. Yes, Revenge of the Sith. Well, it's the newest one so far for another week. It's the newest Star Wars score, 10 years old now. Um, To talk about this, I feel like you have to talk about the differences between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy as far as the music goes. And I I feel like the prequel trilogy is much more uh, sharp, if that makes sense, than the originals were. No? Uh, I'm just explaining where you're coming from. I don't know. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think of how to really explain it. It's, um... Well, it's like what, um... It's like what Mark was telling me a day or so ago about the soundtracks for the prequels, that episodes two and three especially were very heavy on sound effects. And that a lot of the score just kind of got brushed under the rug. Or maybe not necessarily brushed under the rug, but just... It became very much a part of the background as opposed to the main um, impetus in the overall sound of the films. Is that kind of... Well, yeah, I mean, there's that, but also I feel like um, like there are more ostinatos or something going on. And like the, the choir, whenever it's involved, is much more dramatic. And I just feel like it's a, it's a different sound and a different style. Of course, it's related because it's the same guy in the same franchise who made it. But I feel like there's some differences, and I think that carries over well into uh, Revenge of the Sith, where it's half of it is this really good battle sound because this is really the climax of the battle that takes place in the prequel trilogy. And it's also heavily dramatic because this is, again, it's the climax of these personal relationships that these people have. And it doesn't go very well, so there's a lot of drama involved. I, I just feel like things were you know, on the scale of the prequel trilogy alone. I feel like things were taken just a little step up, a little notch up, as far as the intensity of it all. Um, I, I say overall, that's my impression of it. Overall, as opposed from the original trilogy or Revenge of the Sith versus Clones and uh, and uh, Phantom Menace. But I'd say it's it's stepped up and it looks like some more intense, all that from the episodes one and two. Okay, okay, yeah, I buy that. I mean, is it? How does it rank as far as your as far as your prequel scores? Ah, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know if I really have a ranking because there are parts of each of them that I like better than parts of the others. Um, sometimes significantly, there's something in all of them that I I'm not a fan of. Surprisingly, actually. <clears throat> Um, Which one do you listen to most? Um, <laughs> None of them. <laughs> well, no, I I probably listen to... Get off the fence, pick a side. No, yeah, I th- probably listen to The Phantom Menace slightly more. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mostly right. because of the, um, uh, the parades in it. Oh, I'm not a fan. Oh. Not a fan. I, I love it. how at the end, I love how that's a sped up version of the Emperor's theme. That really, I, I love that. Yeah. Oh, is that okay? 
See, yeah, I knew slow this. it down I and take it down a couple octaves, it's yeah, it's the emperor's name, and it's awesome because he's standing right there in the scene. See, I knew that I knew that there was one that there was a track in the Phantom Menace that was the emperor's theme, like altered, but I didn't know which one it was. I thought it was Anakin's theme. Ah. for some reason. Yeah, it's funny. If you, if you go back, and for anyone who's listening, if you haven't thought of this before, I would recommend going back listening to it. Because with that in mind, I think you can hear, it's mainly what the uh, choir does. Um, it, Yeah, slow it down, take it down a couple notches, and it's the Emperor's theme. Yeah, I got it in my head, thanks. <laughs> well, hey, the choir. Star Wars, you're welcome. <laughs> what do you think, yeah, Mark? It's not Lord of the Rings. Um, I think... I think as far as, as my favorite, I mean, you know, I'll start off with saying it's the one I listen to the most. I love, I love both of them. I mean, sorry, I love all three of them. Um, you know, I've had, I've had the, the benefit of, of, you know, living with all six Star Wars films uh, pretty much my, my whole life. So the music in its entirety is, you know, it's just part of my daily soundtrack, but of the of the prequel trilogies, the one that I listen to the most is Revenge of the Sith. Uh, my favorite movie is the Revenge of the Sith from the prequel trilogy. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. It's just the one that has everything that I want. Uh, it has, you know, it, it certainly has all the action cues. It has, you know, the Battle of the Heroes. Um, it, it's just a fantastic soundtrack. I, I, I think, yeah, there is something different um, as far as just the sound or perhaps the music that's played from the beginning to the rest, but it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, uh, it's definitely my favorite. Um, I, I think, I think as a, as a whole, he does a really good job with it. I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have any misgivings about, you know, any of the soundtracks. Um, I, I think when you listen to them as a group, they're definitely cohesive. Um, and it's nice that he kind of took some of the, some of the music from, the original trilogy and layered it into the different prequel soundtracks. Um, and I like how with, especially with return of the Jedi, sorry, not return of the Jedi revenge of the Sith, how they took, you know, duel of the fates and, and layered it in with the battle of the heroes, because we had heard duel of the fates were making a comeback in the final battle. We just didn't know where. So I'm not sure if they originally intended for duel of the fates to be revised in just the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Instead, they put it with, you know, Yoda and Palpatine. And I don't even think that was the original plan back when The Phantom Menace was recorded. But it's definitely nice that they weaved them together. So, yeah, yeah I, I love this soundtrack. It, it, it's definitely my favorite from, from the prequels. Yeah, it was so hard for me to answer that because I really, truly do give, like, pretty much equal attention to all of them. Because, you know, like, Across the Stars is a huge benefit for me for, for Attack of the Clones. I really like Phantom Menace, and this one, like you were saying, I agree with everything you said. Um, I also am a big fan of the music that goes with uh, General Grievous. I think it's fantastic score. All of them are fantastic. All six of them are some of the best scores I've heard. I agree on that. Elaine, what's your thought? Well, I'm a little bit... I feel like I'm a little bit... Um, I don't know. I I listened to this soundtrack, and... One thing that I noticed when in comparison with listening to Return of the Jedi is that Revenge of the Sith, as well as Attack of the Clones, I think, and, and possibly The Phantom Menace, um, the soundtrack is much shorter. Um, 
And I feel like in the original trilogy, the music is much more... All, it encompasses like the entire film, whereas this soundtrack does not. And and also, I, I think that I'm also maybe a little bit underqualified to review this particular Star Wars soundtrack because, truth be told, I've only seen it twice, um, and so, like. I watched Attack of the Clones the other day, and I, you know, as as the movie was playing, I, I've seen it so many times that I, I recognize music musical cues, sound cues, and everything like that. I haven't seen Revenge of the Sith enough times to be able to pick up on that, and I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad soundtrack or anything at all. I'm saying it's good. I'm just, I don't know, I feel like, I feel like when I listened to it, I was a bit distracted, and, um... I I guess I just feel like I need to listen to it again, especially within the context of the movie, really, really paying attention to it. Um, but but that said, Battle of the Heroes is really... It's, it's very iconic and intense, and kind of like Tim was saying, very apropos for that film. And uh, so I just think that I need to go back and listen to it again and really pay much more attention to it. So... I don't know if that's helpful. <laughs> Probably not. No, kind of, kind of, you know, kind of piggyback on 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 what you said. Uh, you know, it, as far as Revenge of the Sith goes, I mean, it's it's sort of its its own beast in a way. I mean, a lot of the stuff is just it feels like there's a lot of new stuff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and with with all the soundtracks from the past, you know, you're given pretty much the greatest hits of what you heard when you watched the movie mm-hmm. with revenge of the sith it doesn't necessarily feel like that i mean there's huge chunks of 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 music that's missing um especially some of the stuff that that's the most notable like you know the order 66 music um is truncated in in the uh, in the soundtrack album and that was one of the first things that i noticed when when i listened to it i was like well, where's the rest of it where you know I want to hear that piece in its entirety and instead I get, you know, 50% of it. Mm-hmm. And so unfortunately with the way sort of soundtracks were, I'm not, you know, John Williams chooses what he chooses, but to me, it, a lot of these movies, especially the prequel trilogy, it, it felt like stuff was missing, but most of it felt like it was missing from Revenge of the Sith. And I, I don't know if that's because of the time difference. I mean, back in the old days, they used to have, you know, the, the soundtracks were on two LPs. They're on two records rather than just one compact disc. And, you know, when they switched over to compact discs, they had to take out the, the amount of time. I mean, they had to reduce the soundtrack down because it wouldn't fit on a compact disc. So I don't know if that's the situation. But, yeah, it, it does feel like something's missing mm-hmm. or, or some of the more important cues are not there. But uh, I think still as a listening experience, it's pretty solid. Yeah, definitely. And also, I feel like this looking again just at the prequels because I think those are the ones you really want to compare this to since it's a part of that series um, I think that of those three this the music for the for Revenge of the Sith matches the movie the best of all three of them in what way? I'm like well with the, you know think about it visually like that scene for example we talk about Battle of the Heroes and when Anakin and Obi-Wan are fighting that matches perfectly uh, 
the way that just the themes and the the tone of both the score and the movie they all go together well. It's just that to me, there's something that's a fits a little bit better, and I think it's yeah. The, the, yeah. the thing with the Battle of the Heroes, it's just it's just a concert version. You know, it's not as it appears in the movie. So it, it, it's right, but it's I mean, in the context of the movie, sometimes you want to hear. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, they they announced the the whole complete soundtrack collection coming out next year, and I really hope that it was going to be different. You know, I really hope that we'd get music that we were missing. We'd get, you know, uh, maybe in film order, and and you know, I, I still hold out hope for that. But but uh, it, it's just tough when you watch the movie so closely, and then you listen to the soundtrack, and you and you realize I'm missing some really good stuff. Final thoughts on the on the soundtrack, uh, Tim. Excellent, excellent soundtrack. Of course, you know everybody says is you know of course it's done by the maestro John Williams. I mean, can't really do much wrong. But very excellent score, and I really don't think there's much else to say because it's it really is summed up with that. Elaine, your thoughts? In my rewatch of the six. Star Wars, the first six Star Wars episodes, uh, Revenge of the Sith is next on my list, and I will be paying more attention to the music in it, and hopefully um, I will become as familiar with uh, the the music and the sound in that as I have become with uh, all the other Star Wars films. So this will be the third time you've seen it? Yep. I'm going to shake my head and you can't see it. (laughs) <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I, this is very I'm interesting like, for me. I can't yeah. comprehend the idea of seeing it for my third time. Well, I think I saw it first, three times in the first week in the theater. <laughs> well, and the that's, first time, that's low for most people. The first time I had kind of a bad experience because my dad made fun of it <laughs> the whole way through. <laughs> And so I was just kind of like, eh. and then for a while I was kind of mad about the prequels, and then I decided I liked them. Meh. Really? Like, for a while, for you know, I was I was poisoned by my <laughs> negative, you know, everybody saying you know they're bad movies and stuff. So. Oh wow! Well, well nice to have. <laughs> No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I disliked them. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I, I love them now. So that's what's important. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, and my final thoughts on it, it it's uh, my favorite of the prequel uh, scores. It'll be interesting seeing how John Williams has evolved from the last, um, the last score he recorded, but is not the last in the timeline to see if it fits in with the, uh, Return of the Jedi, which we'll be talking about shortly. So uh, we're going to take our first break. We're going to be hearing the track from uh, from Revenge of the Sith. And the track that we're going to be listening to is Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> well, uh, we'll be back after the break.
Welcome back. That was Revenge of the Sith by John Williams from the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Uh, next up, we have Return of the Jedi by a gentleman named John Williams. Uh, so, obviously, this is the last for the six, the first six films, but uh, it was the third one recorded. And so uh, the next movie will take place, you know, immediately, well, not immediately after, but about 30-something years after Return of the Jedi, but the music has been a, a long time uh, separated in three movies different. So, uh, what's your thoughts on Return of the uh, Return of the Sith? <laughs> Return <laughs> hey, of the that's the original title. No, that was Revenge of the. No, oh, that was Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll start with we'll start with Tim. For me, unlike uh, Revenge of the Sith, this was probably not my favorite of this trilogy. Not to say I don't like it. It's amazing. I love it a lot. Um, just for me, I think the Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, but, um, I, I love it. I feel like the score, uh, like, again, like we're talking about with Revenge of the Sith, I think this one matches the movie well. Um, the way Richard Marquand directed it is very different, uh, from the way Irvin Kirshner directed it and George Lucas directed A New Hope. And I really feel like the score, it, well, the movie, the, um, uh, not the choreography, uh, cinematography of it. It feels lighter to me. And the way it looks, it's just, it's a little more lighthearted, especially following. Some people uh, would say the choreography was good too, Tim. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, <laughs> but no, I feel like it, it's just especially, more Especially light. for the either, either Jedi Rocks or Lofty Neck, you know, the choreography was fantastic, right? <laughs> hey, and that choreography ah! was not all practical effects. For Jedi yeah. Anyway, that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> I feel like it was a lot lighter, and I feel like the score matched that. There, uh, it had a lot more epic moments because Luke is now more of the hero than he has been in the past. Uh, he's like more experienced, more knowledgeable. Just he's more of a hero, and so when he goes and he fights, the music's a little more epic, and since it's a little more lighthearted when. 3PO and R2 are interacting, it's a little more playful with the music. And I feel like it really matched the tone of the movie very well. And plus, I also love the incorporation of the Emperor's theme. Uh, much more prominent. Well, actually, no. I started to say it's much more prominent than the Imperial March was in Empire, but it, I take that back. It's not. But it's in more of a... Um, it's not used as often, so I think it's a little bit more powerful here. Powerful. Well, because you know the the Imperial March is used like forty times or something like that in the Empire Strikes Back. Somebody counted, and don't get me wrong, I, I love it when they use it, but it's used quite a bit. Pretty much any time they show Vader or the Empire, sure. so you have that association. But I feel like for the Emperor's theme, they use it less often, so it's more noticeable. Your, your brain doesn't start to just be like, "Oh yeah, there's that theme again." Not that you do that consciously. But I feel like it's a little more noticeable because of that. No, I understand what you're saying. Well, just the, um, the connotations of that music. I mean, it goes along with Emperor Palpatine, and it's dark and um, scary, like he is. And he only shows up, I mean, for a considerable length of time in Return of the Jedi. So, you know, it's a, it's a new theme, and it's it's not... I feel like it's not a theme that you would use... It's not like the Imperial March that you would use a lot because 
it's really only associated with one person, whereas the Imperial March is associated with not just Vader, but the Empire in general. Yeah. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but I believe I've heard that um, originally uh, they did not use the Imperial March as much as they did in the final cut, and Williams had other stuff going, um, but they opted uh, to go with the Imperial March instead to make that association. Is that right? Well, I haven't exactly heard that. I mean, I know that... uh the thing is, there's there's not as much there's not as much micro editing with uh, with Empire Strikes Back, to my knowledge, as there is with uh, with everything that comes after. I mean, Jedi Jedi is the one, and and I love the Jedi soundtrack, but Jedi is the one where where you can you can see that sort of the relationship, in my opinion, between Lucas and Williams changed a little bit. Uh, with Star Wars, it was pretty much to where. Luke, uh, Williams would write it and Lucas accepted it. That's the way it feels to me. There's very little that was changed or very little, you know, that yeah. uh, w- was not used other than the original Binary Sunset, which I think, you know, the one that is in the film now is far superior to what John Williams had originally intended. Uh, with Empire, you have some incidental or kind of uh, uh, transition music that wasn't used. But with, with Jedi is when it starts to to really feel like he wants he, you know that Lucas wanted the greatest hits or or Mark one one of the greatest hits of John Williams and Star Wars versus trying something new and so you have you know the return of the Jedi cue which just kind of brings back a lot of the themes that may not have anything to do with that moment and it, it's it's like a greatest hits of, of Star Wars so far when you know over the the fight over the Sarlacc pit you know, and the same thing. Same thing with the superstructure chase at the end is sort of a greatest hits moment. Uh, it, you know, they they bring back some of the the themes from from you know a new hope and empire, and kind of put it together. So it, it feels like that one. You know, Jedi is the first one to where it's just not not exactly through Williams' vision when he watches the film, but sort of like, hey, let's just put this here because we know what the themes will get the response we want rather than trying something new. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that as much. I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't mind that personally because I feel like there's a little bit more grandeur with some of them. And also, what's the first word of the title? Or return. Return. Right. So I feel like it's appropriate to have the, the kind of uh, closing the circle element. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, I, 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 you know, but I, I think I think it just this was like the slippery slope to where things started to to progress by the time you came back for Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and all that to where you're just losing some of the music and they're and they're putting, you know, the droid march in spots where there's no droids uh, or the Trade Federation march and it's like it doesn't it doesn't have the unity of theme like this theme is used when this character appears uh, it starts to lose its way and I don't think that's John Williams I think that's just the editors and, and Lucas and you know but not to say that there's not some stellar moments, you know, in the Return of the Jedi uh, score. I mean, the whole final battle is just amazing, mm-hmm. and and the battle for Endor, the the, uh, the whole, to me, the whole finale of the movie is musically rich. It, it, it's unbelievable. It's fantastic the way it, the way it works. You know, there, there's a couple things here and there where it's a throwback, but overall, there's so much new amazing music for that final you know the final act that uh i think it really elevates it from what had come before in the movie that's my take 
Yeah, and I, I absolutely see that. And what, what's your thoughts? Me, Elaine. Yeah, Elaine. What's your thoughts? Oh, sorry. Um, I really like. How many times have you seen this movie? Oh gosh, <laughs> I don't even know. So that's good then. More than okay. <laughs> more than three times. More than three times. Okay. Um, I liked how, again, how earlier I was comparing Return of the Jedi with Revenge of the Sith in terms of how expansive Return of the Jedi feels as opposed to Revenge of the Sith. And I just, I just liked, I just, I liked the way it sounded and I liked, um, how it really brings you through the entire movie, every scene, um, as opposed to just kind of summing up large, uh, large sequences of the films or the, of the film are the most important sequences with a single with one or two tracks um, it really it really goes through every single scene um, and you know of course the emotional I mean it's it's kind of an emotional roller coaster I mean you have Ewoks which are you know they're cute and fuzzy and brave and wonderful and then you have and then the next minute you have one of them is lying on the forest floor dead. <laughs> and you're like, no! And then in another area you've got Luke fighting the dark side and fighting Vader. And it's just these incredibly intense moments balanced by these really fun and, and joyful sequences. So it's very varied and has a lot of themes in it that I think Star Wars fans are familiar with, very familiar with, and they just sound, um, I don't know, it sounds, it sounds kind of welcoming to me when you hear that kind of stuff. Um, I guess because I've seen it more than, uh, some of the other films, I guess, like Revenge of the Sith, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed it overall. I've got a I've got a pop quiz for both of you. Okay. Oh dear. Um, you can give a, you know, it's 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 uh, all right. Here we go. Ready? How hard is this? <laughs> it's very it's very simple. It's very simple. It's just your opinion, and you can explain why or not explain why. It's up to you. Okay. 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 In Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. Lopty Neck or Jedi Rock? <laughs> Tim. Oh. Um. Uh, what the heck? Jedi Rocks. Was Lopty Neck on the soundtrack you gave me? No. You didn't oh. want it. You didn't like it. Uh, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Oh. Elaine. Wait a minute. Elaine, Lopty Neck, Jedi Rocks. Um, Which one, Elaine? Just because you gave a negative reaction to the last one, I'm going <laughs> to say Lopty Neck. <laughs> Well, well, here's the thing. All right, you, yes. said we, you said we could explain. So here's the thing. Initially, yeah, when the re-releases, when, when that change happened, I really hated it and despised it. And if I could have stomped all over it, the ground with it, I absolutely would have. It was one of my least favorite things in the world at the time. It has really, really grown on me since, though. And not because I don't like the old way. I like that way, too. 
I just uh, I've gotten so used to it now when I watch Return of the Jedi that's what I've gotten used to so it's normal for me I don't necessarily prefer one over the other I just said that because it's it's the normal one to me now but I think they're both fine is Lefty Neck that's not the one they play on the sail barge is it no that's Java I don't I don't even can someone hum it for me Lefty Neck yeah Lefty Neck I'm done. That's it. Um, I guess I've always seen the one with Jedi Rocks. All right. I'm going to say Lofty Neck. No, I played played the old Star Wars Battlefront. Not this this new one here, but the old one. Fairly frequently. Star Wars Battlefront 2? Yeah. And, And they play that track. Sometimes, like during the uh, hero assault on Tatooine, or precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So I know. Again, I I like that. I like that too. And you know, I don't know. I just, I guess, I'm used to them both, so they're both fine. I just, I I, I said something quickly because Mark, you scare me. You say get off the fence and have to say something. Okay. Well, here's another pop quiz. Ready? Oh boy. (laughs) Yes, I'm ready. Yubnub or the Ewok Celebration, the special edition version? Ewok Celebration. Really? I have this debate, seriously, every single time I watch or listen to Jedi with somebody. Every single time. Which one? (laughs) I like them both. The Ewok Celebration. Yes. And the the reason is, Yub Nub, yeah, that's cool. But to me, this was the closing of the trilogy, okay? This was the last yes. time you're going to see these characters. They just defeated the Empire. Yub Nub is Not a little... Anymore. Well, <laughs> well, yay, you know. At but the time, the you just defeated the Empire, all right? Now, here's the thing. You can have Yub Nub, which is that's fun and cutesy and celebratory, sure. You can have your Nub Nub needed, too. <laughs> How I mean, you? you have that, but How Ewok Celebration, you? to me, there is so much more gravity to that. I mean, sure, it's celebratory and it's upbeat, but it feels more like, like there's more of a ground there. And I feel like there was more gravity, like, whoa, okay, we finally just beat the Empire. We Like, we won, guys. We actually won. We're not jumping you around and dancing. Get, can, and, do you even get what, what Yednub is about? Do you even understand yeah. it at core? No, you don't. What does Yub Nub mean? They are playing on the helmets of Imperials. They yeah. play on nope. the helmets the of the head, Imperials in the Ewoks. The, hold on, let me finish. The heads that were in those Imperials, the Ewoks ate. How do you know? <laughs> okay. Because they were ready to eat the heroes. They ate the people that they that they slew, that they that were slain. That. They're just and Yub Nub is a war song. It is them singing about about stripping their their enemy's bones or their skin and eating their bones. And now you just made it into this happy sort of new age Ewok celebration. It takes it all away from them. From so that's like the greatest thing I've heard all week. Yummy enemies. It doesn't mean yummy enemy enemies. It just means straight out just yummy just, enemies. Yummy enemies. It, it's it's cooking them. It's eating them. It, it's gnawing on their marrow. That's what that's what Yub Nub's all about. Seriously, that's like they, the took it, they took it away. They took it away, guys. Okay, but no, but here's the other thing. All right, like I'm, I understand how it is more celebratory when they show the Ewoks. I get that, but for me, 
I prefer the part of the end where Luke is looking at his father and Obi-Wan and Yoda over the Ewoks. And Ewok celebration is much more suited for that scene than Yub Nub is. That's what's more important to me. Also, this movie is not about all about the Ewoks. Right. They had their moment in the village. Right. And And now it's time for all the heroes to celebrate. Yeah, and to again to close the whole series of movies up to this point because they didn't know that I mean, well, not everyone knew that there was an episode one coming out. <laughs> so they're closing out the series, and you can either be like, "Oh, yay, this is fun," or "Oh, yay, we just ate stormtroopers or whatever," or you can go with something that's again, there's more gravity to it. It's more serious, and it it means more. I think. All right, whatever. You've been schooled, Mark. <laughs> I'm over you too. You're you're fired. <laughs> All right, so uh, with that, we're going to take break number two. Fire Tim. He's the uh, The music that you hear, the music that you will hear is the Ewok war song called Yub Nub. No, <laughs> the music that you're going to hear is the track <laughs> uh, The Forest Battle from Return of the Jedi by John Williams. And we'll be back after the break. Again, that was the track The Forest Battle uh, by John Williams from the Return of the Jedi soundtrack. Next up is Ewoks, The Battle for Endor by Peter Bernstein. Uh, I was really excited to talk about this uh, initially. And when we discussed... Uh, 
Well, the whole the whole plan was you get one from the prequels, one from the original trilogy, and something from you know whether it be Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, and and I was like, man, I used to love these movies as a kid, and I haven't seen them in a while. I do own it on DVD, but uh, I haven't seen them in a while, and I hadn't listened to the soundtrack in a while. And I put on the soundtrack, and I was like, okay, I'm done. It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But the thing is, the whole time I'm listening to it, I'm just thinking TV movie of the week, TV movie of the week. It has that quality to it, and I think Peter Branson did a great job. And there's some good score. Uh, there's some good themes there. But uh, after you know spending spending time you know listening to uh, Revenge of the Sith again and Return of the Jedi again, it just it just it's tough. Uh, listen to that, and, and I think this may be this may be the problem. You know, we've talked about this before on on this podcast. But what's going to be like when we have our first Star Wars movie that's not composed by John Williams? You're going to be listening. F- I don't know if it's going to take you out of it. So, anyways, that's it. I'm done. You <laughs> you walk, are killers, and in this movie, they eat the little girl. Yummy enemies. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing about this soundtrack that I, I mean, it's not, it's not very, it's not memorable at all, really. I mean, they don't, it, it doesn't repeat themes very often. Um, I mean, I, I think I noticed a theme, one or two themes repeated a couple of times. But, um, and also it's just, it's very short. Now, and, and am I wrong, or does this, does this... Um, soundtrack encompass two movies or one. This is one. Um, it, it, this is one. I only put one of the two movies on there, even okay. though uh, the, uh, one is has both. So yeah, it is short. It's almost listening to like one side. Uh, it's almost listening to, like half of a regular soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. I mean that. I mean it's a. You know, it was a, a an eighties TV movie and. Um, it's not, you know, I mean, the soundtrack is, is adequate for that. And, you know, that's that's okay. <laughs> Verise is supposed to be releasing an extended edition of it. That's Red the rumor. Sarban. Yes, sorry. Uh, that's the rumor anyways uh, that came from the, the composer. But uh, <laughs> I don't that was what that was what he had said was happening, and this was before Disney bought. You know, that was before that was before Disney bought uh, uh, Star Wars. Wait, and Disney bought Star Wars? Wars? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, <gasps> I didn't know if people living in a rock or not. But... Look for oh, the and, and... When are they making a new movie? Uh, next week. <laughs> wow, out next week. But let me let me let me finish before you coming off. So so listen. Uh, the, the thing, the thing about it is, is that uh, I guess how do you pronounce it? Is it Verise or what? Verez Saraband. Well, now you Verez Saraband. Yeah, yeah. Now you care what I have well, to say. They, they pretty much, uh, from what I understand, when they had the original rights to a lot of the soundtracks uh, from the past, they pretty much have them in perpetuity. They, they've locked them up uh, as part of the original contract. So I don't know if. Uh, that's why you see a lot of the movies, uh, a lot of the soundtracks that were originally released with them. Um, they, they're now getting updates with them or expanded editions from them because they've always had the rights, especially like with a lot of the Star Trek stuff. So, um, 
who knows if there's some sort of legal entanglement. It's still supposed to be released, but I haven't heard anything new since a few years back. So We'd like to avoid any legal entanglements. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Tim, your thoughts on this, on this soundtrack? My thoughts on this soundtrack are... Um, <laughs> um. I'm trying to put them together. Uh, <laughs> um isn't a bad review of it, actually. Um, you know, <laughs> it's kind of like what you were saying, Mark. It's not that it's bad. It's really not bad. It is, to me, by no means memorable at all, though. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. Oh, it's over? Okay. You know, it's it kind of flatlined for me. Well, and the, the Ewok, the aesthetic, the, the, the kind of sound that the Ewoks have, I mean, that they're, I mean, like, a whole soundtrack, I mean, I mean, the way that it was written, I, I don't know, it sounds a bit, um, I don't know, it just, it just sounds different, and, um, I think, I think it could also be viewed as a little bit, I don't know, you, you know what, never mind, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that was a good <laughs> Train of thought, so never mind. So clearly, we all think it's passable. It's just uh, not the Star Wars we're used to. It's not the right. Star Wars yeah. we're looking. Right, and that's the other thing. You know, if you're going, and I felt like a couple times, I I don't know if it was just me making it up in my head or if it was on purpose, but I felt like I picked up some uh, references to some themes, especially in Jedi. Um, mixed in here and there. Actually, I don't know if I was just making that up myself, but I kind of appreciate that, but I just, I don't know. If you're going to do something with Star Wars, I mean, you've got to go well, all out, and this didn't to me. I mean, the thing about this is, and I don't know the particulars of the recording situation, but it could have been a much smaller orchestra. Uh, it probably was just based on the fact that it's a television movie, so it doesn't have that sound. Um, it, it feels smaller to me, and it may just be that the movie is smaller in scope, but it just feels smaller as far as the soundscape. So I don't know if yeah. it's because the smaller orchestra or what the situation is, but it, it just it's not as grandiose as uh, as Williams stuff. And and you know not everybody's John Williams, but it, it, it works in the context of the movie. I can tell you that. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'm sure that's true. I just I feel like the notes just on paper, the composition could have been a little more Star Wars like. You do it then, Tim. Hey, I'm open. <laughs> I'm I'm busy. Yeah, I am too. But hey, if I get time, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. So with that, the circle is now complete. Uh, we've re- uh, talked about some of the Star uh, Star Wars soundtracks from the past uh, in preparation for the Star Wars album that's coming out in the future. Uh, like we we like to do it at the end of every show. We like to talk about our recommendations. Yeah, but before um, we get to that, though. Um, there were a couple things I want to, since we're having our Star Wars episode, a couple things I want to bring up to you guys. Uh, yeah, two things. Number one, uh, Lane, I know you said you're not completely up to date with all of this, but I want you guys to discuss. I have seen some conversations about this on Twitter. Oh. I want you guys to discuss Kevin Kiner and Clone Wars and Rebels. What do you think about him as and his role in um, Star Wars? Uh, for me, I liked Clone Wars more than Rebels. Okay. I I think I think that they're oddly I think Rebels suffers from reuse of of uh, themes. Um, 
from the original trilogy. It, it almost feels like it, it's uh, like an easy go-to rather than composing new music. I mean, I know that's what they wanted to shoot for. They were excited that now they could use themes. Um, uh, but, you know, I, I, I'm not as much a fan of the music of Rebels as I am from from the Clone Wars. Uh, when, when his stuff originally came out, uh, uh, I downloaded all of it off his website and I got rips from video games and listened to it and had it all in chronological order and all that for the Clone Wars and the Rebels music was released the same way on his website and I haven't downloaded it. So it's not that I don't like Kiner, it's just the Clone Wars music appealed to me more. Would you like to see him replaced by somebody or not? No, I, I think it's his. You know, he's 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 been with the show. It, you know, I, if if they perhaps go to a different, uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a problem with him doing it now. The music is not the most important thing in that show for me. I'm unlike, you know, regular Star Wars. It, it, it's up there with everything else. So I don't, I don't have a I don't have a problem with the music. It's just not what I choose to listen to. In you know, I only have so much time to listen to music. And it's not what I go to. Okay, Elaine, what do you think? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I will say I do have two tracks from the Clone Wars movie. I have the main titles, and then I have the end credits. At <laughs> 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 the beginning and the end. Um, I don't really remember much else of the Clone Wars, especially since I haven't seen most of it. And wait, wait, then... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, we're not getting into this conversation. Anyway. <laughs> uh, moving on to Rebels, um, the only things I really remember music-wise are um, the theme, and then the part in episode in the, first, the very first episode where they echoed... Um, Obi-Wan's force, you know, the... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much... So I really don't have an opinion. I mean, I feel like what I heard of the, the, the two tracks that I have from the Clone Wars are pretty cool. They kind of, disti- kind of distinguishes the Clone Wars from as its own... as its own thing, and also as something that's more, um, I guess, youthful in a way. I don't know, I just, it's it's more suited to an animated show than a film, a live action episode. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, but other than that, I, unfortunately, I really don't have opinion. Okay, well, even still, what would you think if you heard the news that he had been replaced by somebody? Would you be okay with that? Would you not care? Would you be upset? What? Has he been replaced by somebody? No, no, but, but oh. people have been calling for it, some people, and so I'm just trying really? to get opinions. Yeah. Why? Uh, they just feel like he's not pulling in. They want people like Gordy Hobb to take over. I heard Gordy Hobb. I heard um, uh, the guy who did, I can't remember his name, uh, Frank Lloyd maybe, uh, who worked on one of the gonna, parts from the trailer. That's not well, going to happen. Yeah, but I'm just, I want people's opinion since it's what we're talking about sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Mine is the most important and I haven't. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Just kidding. But um, I don't. Well, like Mark was saying, Kevin Kiner he knows the Star Wars universe. He knows he he has um, a feel for how it's supposed to sound. And 
you know, I again, I haven't really listened to the Rebel soundtrack, so I don't know if uh, he is being directed to use more themes, and so it sounds like a rehash, or if he's just not um, experimenting in the same way that he may have with the Clone Wars. He's being directed to do it. He's been, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, like we talked about with George Lucas directing, you know, having uh, and the the editing crew on the prequels kind of, or and Return of the Jedi kind of, um, you know, editing John Williams' themes in and out where they where they felt they were most appropriate, and um, uh, but but still, you know that doesn't mean that you would want to replace John Williams by any means. So I think that I would be a little. Um, I think I would be a little like you know, why why did they replace him? What what was he not giving them that that. that what was he not giving them in Rebels, which he gave them in the Clone Wars? Why isn't he giving them that now? Why do they feel the need to replace him? So, that's my take on it. Okay, so, you know, for me, the Clone Wars soundtrack, just overall, not the show, the movie, just overall, is absolutely fantastic to me. I love it. Um, Rebels Season 1, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, season two so far, I think it's not as good as season one was. I think it's kind of going downward. Um, I don't blame Kevin Kiner for that. I, I just, that's kind of how I see it going. Having said that, I would be, maybe it's just because I'm kind of a soundtrack nerd here, but I would be pretty upset if they replaced him. Just if, if nothing else, just because this guy's earned it. You know, he's been working for the past, what's it, uh, uh, seven, eight years, yeah, yeah, yeah eight years or something like that on these shows, and he's been doing overall course of eight years. He's been doing a pretty good job, and I don't think there's sufficient reason to to keep him from working on it. And I'm not saying that there isn't anybody out there who could do a better job. If John Williams came in, he could do a better job. Of course, it's not going to happen, but you know, it's it's possible. But I don't think there's any reason to get rid of him, and I, I think they really need to just stick with him for now until he proves he can't do it anymore um, because it's his thing. But anyway, that, that, that's what I think. So for any of you guys who are listening, and uh, one of you is in my mind right now, you may be listening, and I know you have called multiple times for Kiner to be replaced. Uh, I just I want to know why. I've seen you say he, he's got to go, but... You know, just give us some reasons because I'm really curious why some people are saying that. Um, that was one thing. The other thing now is we, we kind of said this before, but our next episode talking about the soundtrack to The Force Awakens. And I think that's pretty awesome. So that also means this is our last chance to discuss what we want from it before we actually hear it. So, and of course, there was, I don't know. Uh, Mark, and I'm pretty sure you saw it, Elaine. I don't know if you saw it. I, they leaked the uh, track list. So we're not going to go into that because... Wait you know, a minute. When did they leak it? Uh, a like couple a weeks week ago. A week or so ago? Yeah, yeah. I heard about so, that. I didn't read it, but I heard about it. Yeah, I still so, don't buy it. I still, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I still don't buy it. Okay, well, well, whether it's true or not, we're not going to go into that. Boring. Because that's, 
that's in case it is true, that's not what this show's for. But um, yeah, since this is our this is our last chance, what do you guys want from this score? I want a march, and I think I'm getting it. What march? Who's march? First order march. First order march. First okay. order. Do you think you'll get that here? Will you get that with episode eight, like the Imperial March was episode five? No, I, I seem to think that when they're all standing there like Nazis on the on the ice planet <laughs> and they're all turning in like lockstep, I think I'm gonna get some sort of march. I can feel yeah. it. It's gotta be. You gotta you gotta have like, you know, Nazi sounding music right there. How so would you feel team. if during those scenes it was Instead of a march, you got undertones of the imperial theme. I'm gonna smack Ron. <laughs> <laughs> smack Ron. <laughs> no, I'm going to see it with this guy Ron, and we like to pick on him. But uh, uh, I don't know. I'll be really? like, I'm, I'm gonna be. So, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be so into it. I, I don't think I'm gonna have any any real critical uh, opinion of it, other than a general, you know, I liked it, or it could have been better, or it was horrible. Uh, I'll be able to pick it apart after, like, you know, second, third watch, maybe. But uh, I'm fine with whatever, whatever they decide to do is what they decide to do. Okay, so would you like to see something? I know you said First Order March. Would you be interested in other marches, like if there's a Republic March or Resistance March or, you know, any of those things? Would you be, would you like yeah, that? Yeah, theater, theater Resistance March, that's fine. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Well, you asked me what I'd like, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a resistance march, thank you. And a side of French fries. <laughs> okay, but what else beyond that? Like, you know, <laughs> you've got so many themes from the... Well, you've got six movies worth to work with. Um, what else do you want to see? You want to see a First Order March that's new. What do you want to see return? Obviously the Force theme. Okay. Uh, uh, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like for there to be some music. Uh, I'd like for there to be a Boba Fett theme. <laughs> Because uh, he's going to be in it. At least I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. He's going to be in another movie. Well, Don't then I'd like a Boba Fett theme there. <laughs> okay, we're talking about The Force Awakens. Um, I'd like... I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what I'd like until I like it. I, I just know I want to march. Are you acting like I'm an old man or something? No, I was quoting <laughs> from a movie called... Uh, it was a. I was quoting from the thing. Then. All right. So yeah, I, I'm fine with whatever. Uh, I'm hoping that I'll get to listen to the soundtrack before the movie comes out. So we shall see. Okay, Elaine. Anything you're looking for? Well, um, you mentioning the six movies <laughs> reminding me that there are six movies um, made me think that I do want. I would like some kind of reference. To, I don't know. If at this, but I would like some kind of uh, reference to the prequels, like maybe across the stars or something, like a little, just a little, you know, kind of a echo of it. Um, especially if Ray is um, Ray or any one of the characters is of the lineage. And um, I would also like something really cool for Luke, like just something like Force theme and. But also new, um, and and I want I also want to know what the music sounds like for Kylo Ren and Snoke because you know we were talking about Return of the Jedi and how the Emperor's theme very 
you know, dark and scary, and, and you, you immediately associate it with the Emperor. Um, Imperial March, you kind of you kind of associate that with Darth Vader. So I just I want to know what their theme sounds like. Like, is it is it going to be low and you know, intense like um, the Emperor's theme or what? So that's that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Tim, what would you like to hear? Yes, Tim. <laughs> well, so far, uh, I mostly agree with both of you guys. Um, First Order March would be... Well, I know I don't... <laughs> First Order March would be awesome. Luke getting something awesome. that To me, that, that just basically has to happen. Force theme or something else. It, it's going to happen. Um, I, you know... It, on one hand, it'd be cool to get something like Across the Stars in, in, a, in a reference. That would be neat, but I feel like that would be out of place considering that I, like, the only way I can really see it happening is if somebody discusses Anakin and Padme and it kind of subtly goes on in the background. But I don't know. I feel like that could, something prequel era is going to be a little out of place. Not that I would mind, but considering everything that J.J.'s been saying about there are references to the prequels, but they're not really talking about them. I just, you know, I don't know. But what, what I would like to see is, like we got in the trailer, Not I don't want to have that version, but I would really love a full blast Han and Leia theme at some point. I agree with that. I'd like, to, I'd like for that to make a comeback. Yeah. And also the theme that follows immediately after it, like the Force theme, just like, I tweeted something a few months ago related to that and how I a certain place in the movie I think that would be a very awesome cue to use but I don't know if we're going to get something like that because it was a little very a little too percussion-y for what Williams does for movies um, not that he can't but I, I, I don't know I, I, what I really hope for is that there's some pan flute in this. That would be awesome. I think pan flute and uh, some more taiko drums. Um, and maybe even an accordion would be would be pretty good. An accordion? Sure. Why not? <laughs> what do you guys think about a piano, by the way? that was I've heard that conversation before because, in the, again, in the beginning of the... Uh, actually, in teaser two... They use a piano chord, and then the beginning of the trailer, they have a little bit of piano in there. Um, piano hasn't yeah, really been featured in Star Wars movies. There was I forget which one. It is kind of in one. Neither of has them. a banjo. <laughs> but 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 what do you think? Because I think that'd be fine. Jakino uh, just brought piano into Star Trek for the first time in a long time when he did uh, Into Darkness. Uh, I, I think it's fine. It. Yeah yeah, I think it'd be fine. Whatever he decides to use, I think it'll be appropriate. So, yeah, I'm good. Okay, well, anything else? Anything you guys want to get in before we... Because, again, next time we meet, we'll have seen it, we'll have heard it, so... Nope. No, no, no. Mm -mm. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Anything you want to get off your chest? No. No, I was going to... I was going to I was going to go into a long thing about my recommendation... Uh, but I think it doesn't fit with our with our Star Wars themed. <laughs> I'll save it for a couple episodes from now. It doesn't. It, it's not going to be good to talk about Interstellar with Hans Zimmer right now. So I'll save it. Oh gosh! I, I, 
I have no recommendation other than uh, go see The Force Awakens. Uh, as a as a Star Wars lover, as a film score lover, you know it, it is pure magic when you get to hear uh, John Williams do uh, Star Wars. So yeah. go see it, listen, enjoy it. Buy the soundtrack. Comes out next week. Okay, so that's your recommendation, huh? Yeah, I'm keeping it quick. We had a what? long episode this time. I don't want to bore people. When'd you get your tickets, by the way? When? Yeah. Uh, whatever day they went on sale. We were able to get them online before the internet crashed, or yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy them. Uh, Amanda Ward. Amanda Ward picked them up. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I'm going with her and Jason and a bunch of other people, so it should be fun. On one hand, that's so not fair, but on the other hand, I still keep reminding myself that I'll have already seen it before you start. You know, I know. <laughs> All right, so uh, Elaine, anything to get before we before we hear it? Um, anything to get as in recommendation? Well, oh yeah, to just get, get into the show before we before we get into the Force Awakens next week, and any yeah, recommendations or anything. Um, <laughs> just go see the movie. Yeah, <laughs> go with your friend. Go several times. You know what? Go see a TD a TD. Go see a two D version and a three D version. Because I'm, I'm go- well. If you have access, if you have access to one, um, I'm going to see the 2D version first with my parents because I figured they would prefer that over 3D. And um, so I plan. I have a pair of uh, the Force Awakens themed 3D glasses, Lucky. which are Captain Phasma. I went to four different theaters before I finally found one. And then, um, so I'll be going to see a 3D version of it as well. So I'll see it at least twice, probably more, but... Awesome. Yeah, you have to watch it more times than Revenge of the Sith. Yes. <laughs> I'll probably see Tim? it more time, more than Revenge of the Sith in one month than I'll have seen like, <laughs> the Sith in like five years. Okay, well, both of you guys recommended seeing the movie, so I'm going to do something a little different here. Um, what You know what I'm going to do? I decided that I was going to do this, and I think you guys should do it. Anyone listening should do it, too. I think it'll be fun. Uh, starting Friday, which is the 11th, um, I'm going to listen to the soundtrack for Episode 1 and on the 12th, Episode 2, and so on, because on the 17th uh, is when the premiere is for The Force Awakens, and that's when... I'll be listening to episode seven, so you can do a soundtrack a day leading up to the pre- release. If you'd like, you can fit Clone Wars in <laughs> somewhere. If you'd like. Uh, but yeah, I think that'd be a fun way to lead up to the musical experience with uh, The Force Awakens, and I think that'd be fun. Don't forget to watch the musical journey in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. If you have That's a good recommendation. If you don't have it, get it. Yeah, you can probably find it. Uh, it's probably on YouTube or even on StarWars.com. So, probably, yeah. Pretty amazing. And with that, that ends our recommendation. That ends our Star Wars cast until our next Star Star Wars themed podcast next time. <laughs> uh, but we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Elaine, where can they where can they find you on the on the social medias? You can find me on Twitter at twenty five. That's it. <laughs> Excellent. Tim, where can they find you? You can't find me anywhere else. 
right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I'm going to be most of the time. On uh, or at Trooper underscore five. Excellent. And myself, you can find me at Griddlemarks. G R I D D L E M A R K S on Twitter. And uh, Tim, who are we sponsored by today? Same as always. Uh, <laughs> we're sponsored by uh, Film Soundtrack Center. We are sponsored. Uh, like sponsored by my, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hey guys, I just figured out we have a mascot. It's Mark's phone. Mark's phone. Mark's belligerent phone. Who are we sponsored by? (laughs) We're sponsored by Film Soundtrack Center, uh, the website. They got interviews and reviews of scores. um, And they produced this show. I think that's basically it. (laughs) Filmsoundtrackwarehouse.org. And we also have a Twitter account for score tracks is at score tracks so you should follow that and you should also subscribe to us on itunes and we're on stitcher right we're not on stitcher um we're on Acast, which is for both ios and android and then as soon as the google play podcast feature is released we are on that as well and i want to thank want to thank andrew borden again for our first uh our first listener mail uh, if anybody has any questions or wants to talk about how Kevin Kiner needs to be fired off Clone Wars or Rebels <laughs> or whatever it is, uh, feel free to send us uh, a question or drop us a line at ScoreTracks on Twitter. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk to you again uh, next time. Yeah, and, and this time we had Andrew for our, our reader question, which was awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Next time we're up to Johnny Grasso, right? Right? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Maybe it'll be wrong. Oh, Ron's too busy. Anyways, thank you, everybody. Bye.